You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. And with that said, I think it's the perfect opportunity to just kind of pick at a little bit of treasure. Find yeah. the sparkle in the treasure box. Find find the gems, the treasure oh, takeaways. <laughs> I don't know if I took it like that. That's a oh. my. I don't know if mine are all positive, Casey. It's Maybe, okay. Should we start with the negative first? Yeah. I mean, we call them treasure takeaways because they're important, not because they're always. Always lovely. actually treasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, not well, all, what is the saying, Kaylee? Not all, di- not all, um, there's a, there's a saying for it. Like something about like, not all diamonds. Okay. I'm going to figure this out. Guys. In the rough type thing. It's going to be a diamond in the rough. It doesn't. Or it's more like that whole, like not everything that shines is. You know, my parents said it. Oh, and yeah. Not everything that shines is gold. Something like that. There you go. That's probably it. Something like that. I should Not everything that glitters is gold. Loud. There you go. The glitter. There we go. So here. But Casey, you glitter very bright and you are gold. <laughs> You're golden. I adore you, Casey. We love you. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Julio too. Jones earlier, Casey, and I think that there's still a pretty big question mark there. Yeah. And... I, I think to the team as well, because when Todd Bowles was asked about it, he literally said, and I quote, we'll see. That is what he said about they seem Jones's participation and what it looks like for the rest of the season. He said, we'll see. It's still early in the season. We want to make sure we get a healthy guy before we can make that evaluation. And the question that was kind of being asked was, about what can we expect from Julio Jones and and mm-hmm. can he contribute the way that we were and and that the Bucks, frankly, were anticipating him being able to contribute. And the the answer again was everyone will loves see. the cloud experience. Um, so what if we told you could create your hybrid cloud listening your to, way with the HPE Green Lake Edge? Unfortunately. Julio has embarrassed me a little bit because I thought he was going to be a lot more ready, a lot more consistent, a lot more healthy. I went to bat for this guy in training camp, like for everyone that called him cooked Julio Jones. And now we're seeing a guy who's, you know, and injuries happen and that's just, that's the roll of the dice in this, in this high contact game. But, um, I'm sure at this point the team is kind of feeling that that wound, that woe right now, not being able to rely on him and him coming in on snap counts and saying that he could play one week and then he comes in on such a reduced snap count. I mean, invisible, if you will, and gets shaken up all over again. Yeah. It's not ideal. Um, 
but we've talked before about a step forward. And I think that this is where there is some treasure. If you have a guy like Julio Jones out, you need there, there has to be some replacement. There has to be something that you do to take away or to contribute to the amount of receptions that you were expecting him to have. And I think this is where there are members of this offense that can shine bright. I think that it's people like Mike Evans, who we have seen shine bright previously. I think that he's yeah. going to continue to have bigger and better games. I think that um, depending on who's guarding him, where he can break free, how creative the offense gets mm-hmm. will be uh, the determining factor and how well he's going to be able to play in that game. Um, as well as are they able to mix up the offense and really get guys like the tight ends and, and um, Cambry received some of those other guys, Kate Otten involved. Um, are they able to do that? And so I think that if they are, and also some of the other guys in the whiteout room, I would like to see more from Cole Beasley, but I would like to see it, a little bit um, buttoned up a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I would like to see it a little bit more pizzazzed than than what we saw um, on Sunday night. But I think that there's an opportunity there to grow. And another place that I think that there's an opportunity to grow that we've seen work really well so far, Casey, is the running game. And you mentioned it, you know, getting other running backs involved, spreading them around, Maybe even lining up too. Hey, crazy idea. Put them <laughs> both in. See what happens. But Tom Brady actually spoke to this as well on mm-hmm. his Let's Go podcast on Monday. And when asked why they struggled in the run game, he said that I think a lot of it comes down to playing from behind, where you become one dimensional and you throw the ball so much. But at the same time, We need to be productive when we do run. So getting ourselves in the right run play, getting our guys in the right angles and the right opportunities to have some confidence that we can make yards when you hand off the ball. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. They started, and we talked about it, but they started that game in a hole. And you don't want your offense to be in that. And frankly, they've started almost every single game that they've had in some kind of hole. And again, like they, this offense needs a fast start. This offense needs to get out there and score early, gain some confidence, move the ball down the field and get into the end zone. And I think that while that didn't exactly happen on Sunday, I think that is a treasured takeaway because I think everyone knows that now Mm -hmm. everyone is on the same page. We need to get down. We don't need to dig ourselves into a hole. We need to move the ball and we need to, get creative in the ways that we are moving this ball. Absolutely. And you mentioned something that that pivots into my treasured takeaway. A standout for me is as simple as this, more Co'Keefe. I just want to see more Co'Keefe. He's showing such such unique and beautiful progression. Um, you started to see quality out of him straight in tra- like straight away in training camp. I think that he is consistently built upon his performance. Game one, people were just surprised by how much of a dominant blocker he was. And 
while that is a strong suit and contribution to this team and roster, especially a team with a fragmented offensive line, trying to figure out what this run game is looking like as you know, this is, this is what they have to deal with. This is the O line that they have to run behind. Um, I think that he gave them that confidence, that, that glimpse, that little bit of hope that says, Hey guys, use me, go to me in the, in the red zone or go to me as we start getting past that 50 yard line and, and start tracking in, towards the end zone there. And so the treasure takeaway for me is that that little attempt right there. I think he nailed it. I think he gave his team confidence that he can rise to do more, that he can be given a little bit more responsibility, that he can be held accountable in even bigger moments. Um, so I just want to see a lot more Coquif. And not even just that. When Cameron Bright went down, we did see Kate Otten get those receptions. We saw Kate Otten kind of really function in that role throughout training camp when they weren't heavily running the ones and twos in terms of tight ends. Um, and for some reason, you know, they want to go with grooming Kate Otten versus bringing in Kyle Rudolph and some commentary that I heard this past weekend, because of course I'm over here like, why are we not using Kyle Rudolph was that they don't see or feel that big of a, of a, of a bridge or distance or gap between Rudolph's blocking ability and Otten's blocking ability, which is something that I will now really hyper-focus on, um, something I'm looking forward to paying attention to in practice because I really think that they could have utilized, I don't know, all of them. I wasn't particularly um, ever going to bank on the fact that Kyle Rudolph was going to come as a veteran and and play behind two rookies. So definitely one of my treasure takeaways is them starting to rotate in a few little new notions when it comes to the tight ends. I think Coquif's ready for more. I think Kate Otten's ready for more. And honestly, I just have to say, as a quick little side note and kind of touching on, on the human thing that you and I like to discuss for Kate Otten to go from, you know, saying goodbye to his mom a week ago to being able to play in a game shortly after. I mean, I know players that have lost somebody and found out about it that morning and suited up that night. It's just, you, I don't even know. I don't even have the words for it, especially somebody who's dealt with, with very significant loss. Like that just takes a whole different kind of mental toughness. And he wasn't out there making a whole bunch of mistakes. A lot of the times these guys that end up going out there with tragedy on their shoulders play a heck of a game. So I just have to give a huge, huge shout out to a rookie tight end Kada in for, you know, going through the motions of what he's going through, dealing with grief, however he needs to deal with it and still showing up for his team, which it shouldn't even be that much of an expectation with what he's dealing with. So I'm very impressed to see how much install they add in for the tight ends. I'm really hoping so. We also don't know what the progression is going to be in terms of Cameron Brait. So that also probably means, you know, rest Brait and really see where these where these rookie tight ends lie and, and dress out Kyle Rudolph so I can see this comparison. Um, so we can have a real conversation about it because I was, I was actually pretty excited about Kyle Rudolph. I saw him do some great things in Minnesota and thought that, you know, with, with Tom Brady at the helm that he was just going to do that much more. So that's my that's my main treasure takeaway from from Sunday's game. But I think offense had a few little nuggets there. There's definitely a lot on defense that probably, as you mentioned, Kaylee, is not so positive. Yeah, it's not it's not the gold that glitters, right? You, <laughs> and it's shiny. It's there. It's noticeable. But it's no glitter. Gold. Um, so I think I, I'm not going to, we harped pretty hard on the defense on Sunday. I'm not going to go all the way into it. Here's what I'm going to say. This defense is a defense that has given up the least amount of points 
up until this past week. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Sunday's game as a fluke. It was a fluke. This is not the defense, the actual defense of the Bucs. And you're allowed a fluke game. Yeah. But you're only allowed one. So I'm taking it as a fluke that this is not the defense that we have seen for three weeks. This is not the defense that we expect to show up. And they were not ready. They were not prepared. They did not come out trying to, you know, bust a guy. Mm -hmm. And that's going to change. They're going to come back with some revenge in their system and ready to go this week. That is my hope, my prediction, and my takeaway from the fool's gold that they that they showed us on Sunday. That's a great way to put that. That was a, that was fool's gold being tossed out there. Um, I agree. We, we, we gave the defense their beating. I will, I will throw a positive spin at it. I will say that, you know, there was a high expectation as to what Devin White was going to do this season coming off of kind of a frumpy previous season. Um, And then versus the Packers, he was getting a lot of criticism as to where was he? Why didn't he build off of week one and two as for week four, you know, he still showed up with eight total tackles, three assists and was the leading tackler on the team. No surprise there because we've seen the motor that he's had on him, whether it made a difference on this team Sunday versus the chiefs or not. Um, Followed by him, though, was Levante David. And I know in training camp conversations on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, I said, hey, I want the Bash Brothers back. I want the dynamic duo back. And while it wasn't a stellar performance, splash performance, or anything that you can call it in relevance of being excited or entertained, um, it's nice to see that both of them at the top of the leaderboard on the defensive stats versus the Chiefs, followed by a bit of a dark horse. I'm hoping we hear this guy's name more. I'm hoping that his game is just going to ramp up. And I'm feeling like Sunday was a, was a starter sign for us to see more Keanu Neal call this guy, the thumper, the heavy hitter. Uh, he ended up going from the Falcons to the Cowboys. The Cowboys throws weight on him and says, Hey, we're going to move you to linebacker. He still somehow made it work. And then he gets signed by the bucks to go back to being a safety. I'm thinking more of a strong safety because of his frame. And you know, comes out with six tackles. And if you guys look back at the tape, he made some pretty significant plays. And it was great because this is a guy who nobody knew. Is he actually going to make an impact on this defense? Is he going to be a silent contributor? Is he just going to be the assist guy? And I think he has room to be more than that. What I also like about this treasure takeaway regarding Keanu Neal is that week five, you're going, he's going up against his, his first team coming out of UF, going to the Falcons. He was a Big, big guy at the Falcons. Every Falcon player that you talk to about Keanu Neal, there's nothing but so much love and respect between former Falcons players and this guy. So I'm just excited to see now that he had that that twinkle, that little bit of a better performance on a really crap game on Sunday, is he going to build off of that and maybe be that that lantern to help the Bucks not just get past the Falcons, but to thump the Falcons, like really put it to them. This defense needs to revive from week one, week two, and put the performance together from quarter one to quarter four. And I feel like Keanu Neal can be a huge part of that. Oh, I love that. You're getting me excited for the episode that's going to come out on Friday, Casey, where we're going to go deep dive into the Bucks taking on the Falcons. <laughs>